Hi, I'm Jo Rochelle, and this is Girl Wonder, a thoughtful and relaxing podcast that analyzes comics on Webtoon. If you want to dive deep into theories and relive some of the biggest moments in your favorite Webtoons, then you're absolutely in the right place. Sit back, relax, and we'll get started. Today on the podcast, we are talking about episodes 131, 132, and 133 of Let's Play by Mongrel Marie, aka Mongi. And I have to encourage you to support Mongi on Patreon at patreon.com slash mongrelmarie. There's a lot of exclusive images that you get when you're a patron of Mongi, and you get these trivia nights. It's so much fun. You have to support her on Patreon. So check out the link in the description box of this podcast episode where you can find her Patreon. If you find yourself enjoying this episode of the podcast, please consider joining my Patreon at patreon.com girlwonder. The link to that is in the description box of this podcast episode. There are many perks that come with the cinnamon roll tier, which is $1 per month, but the biggest perk of all, at least in my opinion, is early access to podcast episodes. Over on Patreon, we are several episodes ahead, so join us. We would love to have you. And before we start, our top cities that have listened to this podcast the most in the last seven days are Marietta, Selena, Frederick, Fullerton, Missoula, San Diego, and Ottawa. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. You know it means the world to me. And thank you for clicking on subscribe or follow, depending on whatever platform you're listening to. All right, without any further ado, let's analyze some really juicy moments in Let's Play. Here's a summary of episode 131. Sam and Charles debrief their early morning encounter and the night before when she was drunk. After having a conversation about their feelings, Sam realizes she missed the raid and forgot Bowser. So we're still in the morning after, after everything went down with Sam and Charles. The embarrassing things that Sam has done <laughs> are just really racking up at this point. And poor Sam has a hangover on top of it. So I really feel like she didn't drink that much, but you know, she never drinks. So this could be a reasonable reaction to it. She didn't know she would be this hungover the next day because she's never been like this before. She remembers most of what happened last night, which is good. I was concerned that she would not remember all of the things she did to sneak her way into Charles's room, all the funny things she said. She remembers everything. Dancing on him in the elevator, she remembers it all. That's very good. I'm glad she remembers. And even though she wasn't acting like herself because of her drinking, it's good that she remembers everything that happened last night because that means she'll remember how Charles took care of her, how he held firm boundaries, all of that good stuff. So Charles brings her coffee and she's just beet red, blushing up an entire storm. <laughs> I've never seen Sam blush so much in this entire comic, I feel. She just doesn't know what to do with herself. She's mortified. She's embarrassed by her behavior last night. She's embarrassed by what happened this morning that we talked about in the last podcast episode, especially when Charles says, wait, what? You're embarrassed by how you coated the cotton in early morning dew? OMG, <laughs> Charles, <laughs> where did you even hear that phrase? Is that some kind of like European phrase I've never heard before? 
I thought that, but then when I looked through the comments of this episode of the webtoon, people were like, I Googled it and I just got some cotton flowers. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Charles says, coated the cotton in early morning dew. And we know what he's referring to there. But it makes me wonder if Charles is reading romance novels before bed each night. <laughs> Where did he get that from? <laughs> Sam was wondering the same thing. If you look at her face in the next panel, Sam is shocked. She can't believe it. Rar Kitty commented on this episode of the webtoon and said, I totally spat out my coffee at that. So deliciously brutal, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Charles loves to tease her. And we're going to talk about that because she's going to mention it to Charles in a coming episode saying, hey, you are teasing me so much. Why do you do this? <laughs> so we'll have to analyze that a bit. Head in the Clouds 98 commented and said, Charles, go back to horny jail. <laughs> Y'all, put him in horny jail and throw away the key. That is where he belongs. So Charles apologizes, wishing that he took things a little slower so that Sam didn't end up feeling so overwhelmed. And I appreciated this apology from him, honestly, because Sam did feel overwhelmed. She literally told him that <laughs> in the moment. And, and now this is the aftermath. He's teasing her about it. Also, Charles did continue to tease her, saying... You came into this world premature. Why stop there? <laughs> Once again, it is deliciously brutal. He will not let this go. He will not leave her alone. And then they talk about the possibility of a next time. Right now, the relationship is just in this weird, malleable place where you can't say that Sam and Charles are together. Like, they're dating now and they'll never see anybody else. You definitely can't say that. But doesn't this feel like new territory? Doesn't it feel like they've stepped into a new arena and the rules aren't clear yet? And if they're not clear to me, I feel like they're really not clear to Sam and Charles. So some feelings could get hurt in the future. That's a little prediction that I have. But they talk about the possibility of a next time, like the next time they spend some alone time together, which they clearly both want to. And then they have a really cute hug. See, like a barrier has been broken. Physical touch has now been a thing that they can really lean on with each other. They can cuddle. They can hug. It's really cute. They're so affectionate with each other, and you can tell that they enjoy being affectionate with each other. In my head, and I know I've said this like, <laughs> like for hundreds of episodes, but in my head, they're basically dating. They are basically boyfriend and girlfriend in my head at this point. But that's just based on their interactions that we're seeing we know that Charles has some hard and fast rules and boundaries and limits that he likes to put in place so that he will never get hurt again. Good luck with that, Charles. I feel for you, man, but I don't think that's the way. But yeah, they're acting like they're about to enter a committed relationship in my head. But that's not necessarily what's going to happen in the story. And so we need to be prepared for that. Tuck Butterflies commented on this episode of the webtoon and said, I honestly just need Charles and Sam to be endgame. Their relationship is just so cute. Marshall is opening up because of Monica and their relationship has so much potential. I honestly just want to see that potential thrive. Monica, in a way, got Marshall to face his trauma. So I would just need Sam to end up with Charles <laughs> for my sanity, y'all. <laughs> I love that comment. So determined, so hopeful. You know, let's discuss Endgame for a second. 
one of the most popular and fun things to say when you're looking at a webtoon that has maybe multiple options for the main character to fall in love with, like multiple different people they could end up with, like Sam, because, you know, Link was a strong contender for a while. And then Marshall was a strong contender and still kind of is. I mean, he's available now. And clearly Charles and Sam are connecting in a very deep way. Sam is going places she has never been before. (laughs) So just talking about the end game, it's popular to say that you want Sam to end up with herself. And in a way I do. I want Sam to choose herself. But choosing herself could still mean choosing the guy that's right for her. Does that make any sense? I want Sam to feel comfortable when she looks at herself in the mirror. That's endgame, hopefully, for Sam. Because right now, we know when Sam looks at the mirror, she sees a child, and she thinks that's how the world perceives her. So I want her to be able to look in the mirror and see a grown woman who's fully capable, incredibly smart and resourceful, and can conquer the world, right? That's endgame. That's choosing yourself. But at the same time, I do want her to be in a relationship with someone who supports her and also believes the best of her. And I think right now the two contenders are Charles and Marshall. But I do love Marshall. Like this commenter, I love Marshall with Monica. I do agree that that relationship has a lot of potential and that Monica can push Marshall to face his trauma, especially when it comes to his family. But that's up to Marshall whether he will let her in because he would hide that relationship and push it down. And if he doesn't incorporate Monica or whoever he ends up with, I don't know if his growth will be complete, right? I can see the character development that our creator, Mangi, is pushing these characters towards, what their obstacles are. We see Marshall and his family. We see Charles and his ex-wife, so also a family issue. And then we see Sam with her confidence and her self-esteem issues. It just feels like that's where we're heading is these characters finding ways to overcome these issues or at least to be in a better place with them. Because Charles locks it all up too much. He has those chains. He is so afraid of attaching himself to someone else again and falling in love. I would like to see him overcome that. With Marshall, I would like to see him overcome his trauma with his family. And with Sam, I'd like to see her really find some confidence in herself, even though that's always a journey we're all going on. I want to see her make growth in it like she has been doing lately. So I guess my main point in response to that comment is I don't need Charles and Sam to be endgame, actually. I just want to see them overcome the obstacles that have been in their lives from the beginning of this comic. And some of those obstacles might be overcome by leaning on each other. Charles and Sam being in a relationship could be how this comic ends. And that is how Sam helped to regain some confidence. And that's how Charles helped himself, you know, overcome his issues with his ex-wife and all the trauma that came with that, right? I don't know. Does that make sense to you all? How do you feel? Are you like, I don't care what you're saying at all, Joe. I just need them to be together at the end and not with Marshall. That could be where you are landing. But for me, it's really about the journey, not necessarily the end game. I'm here for the journey. And this journey is spicy. This journey is fun. This journey is sometimes tear jerking. So I'm really into it. My takeaway from this episode is that Sam and Charles 100% have strong feelings for each other. And that's mutual. There's no denying it. However, there's still an imbalance when it comes to their experience levels. And we have to wonder how they will overcome that together. When we come back from the short musical interlude, we are talking all about Precious Bowser 
who breaks Marshall's heart every single day. <laughs> we'll be right back. Here is a summary of episode 132. Sam learns from Angela that the raid was canceled. Charles and Sam pick up Bowser from Miss Whipple and then run into Marshall, who still cannot get Bowser to like him. So Sam gives Angela a call, apologizing for missing the raid the night before. This is something that I was anticipating ever since the season finale, right? Where we knew that there was going to be a raid, but Sam's drunk. Oh no, what's going to happen? Her friends are all going to figure out that she slept over at Charles's. What's going to happen? Do you remember all that theorizing we did? Well, thankfully, the raid was canceled. Everyone had an issue. <laughs> so they didn't show up to the raid. And Angela's like, wait, what? You didn't know? So Sam has to lie. She says that she missed the message because she passed out when she got home from work which is a little bit true, but also not really the whole truth. That's a lie by omission. And Charles calls her out with one of those cough sentences when you're like, <coughs> liar. <coughs> he does something like that. He probably sounds better when he does it, you know, <laughs> but he definitely calls her out for being a crappy liar. And then Sam picks up Bowser, who was staying with her landlady, landlord, Mrs. Whipple. Miss Whipple. I don't think Miss Whipple is married. <laughs> And yep, Bowser still really loves Charles. What a wonder that is. He loves Charles very much. And Charles himself is completely confused and befuddled by it. When looking at Bowser, Charles says, Miss Young, what does he want? And then Sam says, I think he wants you to pick him up and hold him. And Charles says, why would he want that? <laughs> Oh, he's so confused. He's so dense in this moment. Charles has not had a pet growing up, has he? If he has, he was not really that affectionate with that pet, was he? Because he's like, what does this dog want? Oh, to pick him up, hold him. But why though? That's basically Charles's response. But for what? Why? <laughs> Cinnamon Toast underscore zero five commented on this episode of the Webtoon and said, it's official. We have Bowser's stamp of approval on Sam and Charles's relationship. Let's get this show on the road, people. <laughs> so can we see this as another hint that maybe Sam and Charles are endgame, that her dog really, really likes him? I don't know. What do you think? So Charles doesn't understand how to pick a dog up, it seems. <laughs> he's not usually dense, but with Bowser, he's a little dense here. <laughs> and I liked the moment when he said, am I holding him right? I don't want for him to be uncomfortable. <laughs> As much as I want to make fun of Charles for his inexperience with dogs, I thought that was so cute. That was so adorable. He said, I don't want for him to be uncomfortable. He cares about Bowser's comfort. And then if you look at the panel where he's saying that, look at Bowser's smile, that dopey smile on that cute dog's face. So happy. So adorable. I love it. So Sam's heart jumps. <laughs> She's like, heck. <laughs> I think she had the same reaction to Charles being adorable here. You know, she thinks the same thing. And Miss Whipple's reaction to Charles, oh my goodness, spritz this woman down with some cold water, please. She is thirsty. She is thirsty for him. 
Miss Whipple says, wowee, a man so handsome, he even makes my old ovaries go doki doki. <laughs> I couldn't even get through it. I couldn't even say the sentence. It's that funny. Isn't this a hilarious episode? I'm just cracking up over here. I've already read it and it's still really making me laugh. Did you laugh at that line? And then when Charles has introduced himself to Miss Whipple, she says, oh, a British accent? I hope that means we're about to be invaded again. Ma'am, I feel like we need to put her in horny jail as well. We need to count how many characters are we placing in horny jail in this episode of Let's Play. (laughs) Because that was a lot. She is just, she's saying all kinds of things. Does she hear herself? Or is she like, you know what, at this age, you don't even have to worry about it anymore. You just say what's on your mind. But I will say that Miss Whipple is really sharp. She doesn't miss a beat. She notices that Sam is wearing the same outfit that she had on yesterday. And she notices that Sam has a hickey on her neck. Ooh, a <laughs> little bit embarrassing for Sam there. The, the embarrassment doesn't stop. She's just going to be embarrassed for the rest of her life at this point. So later, Sam asks Charles why he didn't tell her about the hickey. And his response is, in my defense, your hair was down earlier. Otherwise, you've been drawn on the left side of the panel, and I couldn't see that side of you very well. (laughs) Another great moment. Sarah Scholes commented and said, Anytime Let's Play breaks the fourth wall, it's amazing. (laughs) And Daikurito commented and said, The fourth wall is just held together with spare band-aids at this point. (laughs) No, it's wonderful. I feel like Charles breaks the fourth wall the most out of everyone. Right now, I'm remembering him looking right at us. I was going to say looking at the camera, but this is a comic. (laughs) Looking right at us, though, at the screen (laughs) and making a face. And I also remember him grabbing a speech bubble. And now I'm hearing him say this. And there's there might even be more. There's a lot of fourth wall breaks and a lot of them do come from Charles. He knows he's in a comic on Webtoon. He's smart. He just didn't know how to hold a dog before today. But other than that, he's got everything covered. (laughs) So Sam's next door neighbor, Marshall, shows up in the hallway and he sees the two of them. And at first, I was wondering if he was going to be like Miss Whipple being like, oh, Hickey, oh, you're wearing that same outfit that you wore yesterday. Oh, you guys must have hooked up. I thought that's where Marshall's brain was going to go. But no, all that he's concerned about is Bowser in Charles's arms. Marshall points at him and says, J'accuse. He's very upset, pointing his finger in Bowser's little face. And if you look at the panel, Bowser sticks his tongue out at him. Bowser does not like Marshall, not one bit. At this point, I can't even say Bowser's doing it just to get a reaction out of him because I don't know if it's that complicated. I just think he doesn't like him. Marshall tries to convince Bowser with his words, like why he should love him. It's very desperate. And after that long speech, Charles asks, have you considered that he simply doesn't like you? It doesn't always matter how much you may love the dog. They may dislike you regardless. And my initial reaction to that was like, dang, Charles, isn't that kind of cold? I just, I felt like that line was really important for some reason, but I can't put my finger on why. And so maybe it's not, (laughs) but I'm sensing a deeper meaning in it. So it's like, have you considered that he simply doesn't like you? It doesn't matter how much you may love the dog. They may dislike you regardless. I don't know why, but that feels deep to me. And it's not about this relationship between a dog and Marshall. It feels like something deeper in Marshall's story. What do you all think? 
Does it feel like it's hinting at anything deeper? Did you find it kind of harsh from Charles? Juju Penguin commented on this episode and said, Yeah, I'm sorry to Sam Marshall shippers, but they just can't be right for each other if her dog, who she said usually likes everyone, hates him. I like Charles's endgame. Their differences allow them to learn from each other and balance each other out, but they still have common ground with their jobs and love for puzzles. Yeah, see? Doesn't it seem like that commenter took it as a deeper meaning? Like all of this Bowser stuff is deeper when it comes to the whole story. It's more symbolic of what's going to happen or foreshadowing of what's going to happen in the end. Cinnamon Toast underscore zero five commented and said, as much as I love Sam and Charles, I think Marshall and Sam are going to be endgame. Sam's love interest in the story are Marshall, Link, and Charles. And so far, she has been with everyone but Marshall, which makes me believe he's next in line. I feel like the author is putting Sam through these relationships so she can build herself up as a person and discover who and what she wants in life so that she'll understand what a real relationship is and be able to maintain one with Marshall. Very interesting. See, if that happened, I feel like I'd be okay with it deep, deep down because that meant Sam grew. Remember, all I care about for the end game is seeing people overcome the things that have been tearing them down from day one. So that would be cool with me. I know some people would like flip out and, and fall over themselves. <laughs> like some people wouldn't be cool with it. But if Marshall and Sam were to happen, it had been foreshadowed as well, right? From day one, episode one, her relationship with Marshall has to be important to the story. But like I said, in my personal feelings, I do like Marshall and Monica together a lot. I think they're really good for each other. So hopefully Monica gets a happy ending too. Blue of the Bayou commented and said, To be honest, I think it's more of the opposite. Right now, Charm is officially friends with benefits. So I can see Mongi using a potential crush or believed crush on Marshall to push Sam and Charles together romantically as opposed to just physically. What do you all think? Do you think it's a possibility that Charles might see Sam and Marshall and their connection and their love of video games and maybe get jealous and that bring him closer and like let our charm ship sail? It could happen, but I could also see that not happening. I really don't know. But what I do know is that Marshall runs off crying. <laughs> it's so weird that Bowser doesn't like him because Dinah, that dog really likes him and really loves Marshall. So it's not like all dogs hate Marshall. He just can't get Bowser to give him the time of day. And Sam vocalizes what we were all thinking. She asks Charles, how could you say that? I think you hurt his feelings. And I was actually surprised by Charles's response, but in a good way where it made total sense. He said, I'm sorry, Miss Young. I'm used to his sister who prefers to speak bluntly. I easily forget that Ben has a much more tender heart. He's very tender hearted. That sweet boy. <laughs> I really do love Marshall. So the episode ends with Sam inviting Charles into her apartment after fumbling over her words a lot. <laughs> and my takeaway from this episode is Sam and Charles really want to spend all of their time with each other like from one place to the next, from Charles's place to hers and in the car, they just won't be apart unless they can help it. And I can't help but feel like the reason Bowser doesn't like Marshall has deeper meaning that we don't know yet. 
When we come back from this short musical interlude, we are talking all about who should initiate the physical advancements in the relationship between Charles and Sam. We'll be right back. Here is a summary of episode 133. Charles and Sam talk about who should initiate the physical advancements in their relationship. Charles thinks Sam should be the initiator from now on, which truly surprises her. So they're in Sam's apartment and Charles puts Bowser down and Sam reiterates that Bowser typically does not like to be held by strangers. So once again, we are emphasizing how important it is that Bowser loves Charles, hates Marshall. And I have to wonder why, 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 why <laughs> is this important? Or is this something I'm just supposed to gloss over? Well, too late for that. I'm really focusing on it a lot. So Sam says she's going to go change her clothes real quick. And Charles asks, do you need help? And Sam literally stops breathing. Homegirl is like, this is the last breath I will take. I will not breathe anymore for the rest of my life. I'm done. She stops breathing. He's teasing her a lot. He's getting in her personal space. And it takes her a really long time to realize that, yes, Charles is teasing her. It's so easy for him. <laughs> she makes it easy. So talking about the teasing nature of their relationship, she'll say something and then he'll bring it there. He'll be like, oh, do you need help taking your clothes off? And in her little head, she's like, he means it, right? Or does he not mean it? He means it. Is he really going to do that right now? She gets so in her head and he's like, no, 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 no. This was a joke. I think he does it so he can get a reaction out of her. And he knows her so well. He knows he's always going to get a reaction. And this time, it was just to stop breathing. She gave up for a second there. <laughs> Once again, Sam notices the difference between them, most likely due to their experience levels. Sam having little to no experience in a relationship and Charles having quite a bit. So she thinks to herself, his heart is beating so slow and strong while mine is beating like a fluttering bird's. I wonder if he only holds me for my sake, or if he enjoys it too. And is there anything I could do to make his heart flutter? Well, Sam, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a lot of things you currently do that makes Charles' heart flutter, but I also understand that she isn't sure because listening right now, he's in her personal space, they are touching, they are hugging, and his heart is slow and strong, and she's knowing that hers is pounding through her chest. I can understand feeling like this is imbalanced in a way. He's so calm and cool and collected and I'm over here freaking out, right? But the question of, I wonder if he only holds me for my sake? No, I want to scream at Sam. No, that's not the kind of guy Charles is. I don't think he goes around holding women for their sake if he's not interested in them at all. He's not going around the office hugging everybody. You know, that's not his personality. So he's not just doing it for her sake. He's doing it because he wants to do it because he enjoys it too. But I get it. Sam's like, does he get anything out of this? Our intimacy, our hugs, our touches. Does he feel anything over there? 
why do you think his heart was beating slow and strong? In my head, I think it might be because, you know, he just teased her. He has the upper hand in this exchange. He has the upper hand in their relationship totally. And that leads us to this part of the episode, which I think was pretty monumental and significant. And that's when Charles says, for the time being, I think it best if you are the one to make the physical advancements and that I defer for the meanwhile. I don't know. That was just a little bit like, whoa. Okay, Charles. Leia 3756 commented on this episode of the webtoon and said, now that I'm rereading, I don't think the chains are a bad thing. Charles is only restraining himself to take things slow and to figure out his feelings with Sam, even though it's pretty obvious where they stand. (laughs) I agree that it's very obvious where his feelings are and where they stand. I think the chains. And when Leia commented and said the chains, I'm pretty sure that's in reference to that control emoticon, that emotion of control for Charles, where there are chains that kind of restrain a lot of his other emotions. And it's a dominant presence in Charles's life, right? And so saying that the chains aren't a bad thing, I think it goes both ways. The chains are helpful. He knows restraint. He knows self-control. He's shown it a million times now. Charles knows how to control himself, how to be calculated, how to sit back and think something through before going through with it. He's not that impulsive, right? Even though he has found himself in this relationship (laughs) with Sam. (laughs) I don't know if he calculated and planned that from the start, but he makes careful decisions. And even in this moment, he backs off, right? After teasing her, he backs away and says, I think you should initiate. I think you should be the one to make the physical advancements. So yes, the chains are helpful there, but the flip side of that on the other side of the coin, I don't think they're helpful in the in the way that Charles feels like he can't form an attachment with anybody. The chains, he thinks they keep him from being hurt and just isolating himself from everyone and cutting off his emotions isn't going to serve him in the long run. So that's something he has to overcome. Keep the restraint. Keep the part of you that wants to think things through carefully, but let go of the part that's like, oh, I can't get close to somebody because I might fall in love. I don't think that's how he wants to live the rest of his life. Deep, deep, deep down, he just got hurt really badly, and this is a trauma response. This is something that he does to protect himself from getting hurt so badly again. At least that's what I think the psychology of Charles is at the moment. So Sam heard him say this, that she should be the one to initiate, and she is shocked. (laughs) She's literally like, you know how shy I am. Why would you say that to me? (laughs) I feel like she had a mini panic attack there. And Charles says, but I have also seen when you want something bad enough, you find the strength and courage to go for it. Yes. (laughs) Yes, King. I want to clap because that is the truth. He knows her so well. He knows all the layers of her personality and her resolve. It's pretty impressive. You know, she does find the strength and courage to go for things when she really wants to. So he's like, if you really want me, you're going to have to go for it because she will feel overwhelmed if he's always initiating and she's just letting it happen to her. This is a, a good suggestion. I agree with his plan. Stricken Vampire commented on this episode of the webtoon and really made me laugh by saying, this is Sam and Charles's world and we just live in it. 
<laughs> it's true. So Charles heads out to leave. He insists on driving her to work Monday morning. She's like, but I take the bus. He's like, no, 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 no. I will be driving you. <laughs> See how I feel like they're basically dating. That is her boyfriend coming to pick her up for work every single day and encourage her and bring her through confidence building life exercises. He's doing a lot, you know, he's doing a lot for her. And they also make out from time to time. Basically, they're dating, but they have no idea that they're dating and they're in a great relationship, but they don't know it yet. And that's okay. <laughs> we have more of the journey to go. So the episode ends with Charles exiting Sam's apartment. And he leaves Sam there trembling, thinking over how overwhelmed she was and how she wished he didn't stop before and all sorts of things. <laughs> Sam's in a very shaky, trembling place where we leave this episode. I really only have one takeaway, and that is that Charles shows a ton of respect for Sam. That idea, that plan of having her initiate, I think is a really good one. And I approve of him in her life at this time. And I appreciate him in her life because you can see the benefit of it. Even if they're not endgame, I see the benefit of having this experience of meeting Charles and kissing Charles and all of these things. It's helping Sam grow. So I love the respect that he shows for her. And I feel like they're going to be okay no matter what happens. So that's it for episodes 131, 132, and 133 of Let's Play by the incredible Mongi, aka Leanne. I am enjoying all of the relationship drama. I can't wait to dig into more. And next time we talk about Let's Play on the podcast, we're delving into Dallas. Dallas and Link a little bit because there was a huge cliffhanger of Dallas stealing toilet paper and we were like, what is going on? Did he know about coronavirus? No, he did not. We're going to find out what Dallas has been doing with all of that toilet paper that he stole from Link's workplace when we talk about it next time on the podcast. We're also going to be talking about Charles and all the things he does to try to stop thinking about Sam and how he worries about them getting too attached and what he plans to do about it. That's all we're going to be covering next time we talk about Let's Play on the podcast. And if you don't want to wait, that episode covering episodes 134, 135, 136, 137, and 138 are already up on Patreon at patreon.com slash girlwonder. So become a patron if you want early access to podcast episodes. All right, let's wrap this up. Wow, you made it to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to Girl Wonder. We currently have no sponsors, so here's a shout out to a random listener instead. This week's shout out goes to Sevelyn on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. New episodes of Girl Wonder are uploaded on Saturdays. I'm Joe Rochelle, and we'll talk again next week. Bye.